0: Okay, so you're laying a little coin with the Laying Coin boys, I see. All right. Um,
1: second episode of the, uh, the Laying Coin podcast. We're still working with graphic designer, a.k.a. Uh, me and, uh, and my girlfriend, uh, waiting on them to get off their ass and get us a logo so we can be superficial. Um, but we have with us today... A very special guest in my heart alongside my co-host at Rory Picks, Um, Derek Yoder, who let me, I'm going to tell my story on how I met Derek um, and then we'll, I want to hear, I haven't heard his full, his full story, getting into media and writing articles and how he got a NASCAR X, Y, Z. So, Yeah, so probably this time last year, uh, my Twitter account was full of hot takes, uh, sad Jags football, Uh, Florida State sucked. I was putting out my picks like every other week. Um, You know, I didn't really take any of this serious until uh, late February, early March of this year. Um, I got this DM from, from this guy that I'd never seen before. Um, And I think the first thing we talked about was crypto, if I, if I remember correctly. And uh, he was like, Hey, what do you think about doing like coming on our show on Wednesday nights as a guest? And I was like, yeah, I've never done that. I've never, um, never talked live before. I don't know, even know if I have any interest in doing that. Um, and, and I was like, you know what? I got nothing to do Wednesday night. I'm going to hop on. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, had absolutely zero clue, uh, that I'd be here first, second week of the playoffs. Um, and, and so the, the next week he's like, Hey, do you want to come on again? And I'm like, yeah, I'm free. Let's do it. And then after that, I think, um, it was a set in stone thing. And, and, um, and I've been very fortunate to Derek. He's—I I tell him this in the best way that I possibly can. He's dragged me along this whole way, through this process, and given given me tons of great ideas on how to how to grow uh, my Twitter account, starting a podcast, um, helping me, you know, figure out that that Rory was the guy, and and, and introducing me to Rory, um, and introduced me to Phil, a full take of Phil, um, and and all these other guys that he has done. A, a phenomenal job networking um, with all of us. So uh, as you can hear, Rory's got a 175-pound dog running around over there. Um, but Derek, welcome to the lane Coin Podcast, the first guest, and it was only right because you were the one that brought us together. So thank you for that. But going back to what I said earlier, talk to us about how you got in the media world. I know you've been doing it for a good while now. You would write articles for a few different sports, um, always involved in NASCAR, but kind of take me through that process on how you even got into all this stuff.
0: I appreciate the introduction and congratulations to you and Rory on uh, a successful uh, podcast last week. I really enjoyed listening to it. It is definitely at the top of my uh, NASCAR podcast throughout the week. So I'm I'm so proud of you guys, and I'm I'm pumped about being on your show tonight. So again, thank you for the kind words. But I'll start from the uh, very beginning. So uh, I became a NASCAR fan back in 1998. Jeff Gordon won uh, what was the Pepsi 400. It was the first night race at Daytona. I had went to school with a friend of mine uh, that's family was NASCAR fans religiously. I knew nothing about it, and uh, went over. Jeff Gordon was their driver. He ended up winning and. Uh, I saw the celebration I had a lot of excitement watching the race so that's when I became a fan I, I followed guys like Dale jr as in the AC Delco car I followed uh, guys all the way up Jeff Gordon obviously uh, became a big fan of his so. Uh, Really love the sport. My dad took me to my first race in 2001 uh, at Dover. Uh, We had a good time. Jeff Gordon won that race. So that was a fun moment uh, being a fan there. But um, I've always been a fan of sports. I'm a big football guy, uh, not just a NASCAR fan, but I'm also a big football guy. And uh, I love college football. I love the pros. And so sports in my life are instrumental Um, from a leadership standpoint, whether I'm coaching Or being on a team to uh, playing. You know, I'm a big golfer and uh, love playing softball, love doing all those things. So, sports to me have a major impact uh, in my life. So, uh, it was a couple of years ago, it was 2015. Uh, You know, I would do a lot of fantasy football, I would do a lot of things with my buddies. I was the guy in the fantasy football league that would write up uh, the weekly uh, recap, what happened in each matchup what do we project is going to happen in the next week. So I spent a lot of time doing those. And that kind of started my uh, love for diving into statistics and projections and doing all that. So that led me to uh, fantasy pros in 2015, where I started writing for fantasy pros. I was a correspondent for the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Baltimore Orioles, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. So I covered a lot of baseball and football and that progressed to doing their uh, overseeing their podcast league for a couple of years. And um, I really started feeling like, okay, I enjoy what I'm doing. How can I do it more at another level? Betting, uh, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, became legalized from a digital standpoint around 2018. And so I started really getting into that at that time, understanding um, some of the metrics, some of the, the verbiage, I, I had a really good idea of prior to, uh, but then putting actual money uh, and allocating that to units and understanding how that world went. So then it went into uh, football. I did a lot with betting pros, which is a, a, a company aside from uh, fantasy pros. And I still do some betting pros uh, stuff with them. Uh, I'll do a lot of um, games, you know, college football, NFL, I pick a lot Uh, I have an expert chat mark uh, in that, so you can catch a lot of my uh, analysis on there. So that kind of led me to last year, or I should say in 2020, when uh, the world went uh, an opposite direction. And I was given an opportunity uh, within myself to say, what do I really want to do? And I want to help people, and I want to help others. I want to develop teams, uh, which you guys have been a part of. And uh, you've kind of seen how that progression has went. And this year I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to do something. I wanted to go all out and do it all out in NASCAR betting. It was a space. Obviously I have a passion for the sport. I have a passion for the industry, but I have a passion for community and seeing that NASCAR uh, could be the right fit. I wanted to go all in. So back in February a little bit in January, I would start tweeting and, and, um tagging uh different accounts and saying, hey, appreciate what you're doing. And just kind of every day I did about three to six different accounts I would tag, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was also a way to connect and connection and, and relationships are obviously uh so instrumental in success. So I started doing that, went on through Daytona. And then uh I remember there was somebody um for Daytona that did a Twitter spaces and I didn't know what Twitter spaces were. And I decided I think I could do that. I think I could do a Twitter Spaces. So, what I did after Daytona, <clears throat> Sunday night, I decided to do a Twitter Spaces live. Well, I can tell you, there were nobody. Nobody came to oh. listen to that. Uh, I sat there for about 30 minutes. Nobody was there, showed up. But, Derek, was there actually nobody there? Like, not
1: a single person?
0: There was actually nobody there. Um, wow. Which is interesting because it led me to think that I could do this uh, on a Wednesday night. So, knowing that football season was coming up many, 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 many months away. There's nothing on Wednesdays. So I decided, well, I'm going to try to do something on Wednesdays where there is nothing going on it's the middle of the week. Maybe I could talk about NASCAR. Maybe people would tune in and listen. Now, my notes at the time were very small. I didn't know what to talk about. I thought I would just talk about maybe the upcoming race, how are we going to bet it, do different things. So I sat uh, in my living room and, um, It was auto club Wednesday and nobody showed up for an hour, sat there in silence. (laughs) So I went another week where I, I, but I would tout that um, so many people showed up and thank you for the support. And I, 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 really tried to pump up myself to be like, okay, I'm trying something new and maybe I can start something. And so it just started generating a little buzz of like people saying, I'm bummed I missed it. And so I started drawing up a little bit of excitement of, hey, we'll tune in next week, tune in next week, tune in that next week. Well, uh, the next week came and nobody showed up until the very end. There was an account that came on and went off. As soon as I said hello to the person, they were gone. So that led me to the third uh, third week uh, of doing this. And this was my last week I was going to try it. And. Damn. Um, I had the privilege of that day meeting Rory. Rory came on, had a couple people join him. And uh, I just started yeah. chatting. Oh, there he is. We all just started chatting and it was a really good experience. Rory, remember, Rory, was, not, Rory
2: knows everybody. Yeah. That's big facts.
0: Big <laughs> yep. facts. So it was fun getting to talk with Rory. And then uh, from that, I, I, I owe Phil uh, who does the pot, who does the show, the NASCAR betting preview show with us, the full tank with Phil podcast. I owe Phil, um, so much, um, gratitude and appreciation for, because he is the reason why I felt like in myself, I could do this because I, he had me on his podcast, uh, which was Darlington of last year, never done a podcast, never been on anything. I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know. I was so I was so nervous of like, what do you even say? And it was amazing to realize Phil lives in the same state. He was just in my town uh, a week prior. We, we did not know, we, we do not know each other at that time. Um, but it really gave me the confidence of like, I could maybe do something uh, in a, in complement, you know, this industry. So I owe Phil so I wanna,
1: much. I want to I stop you there for a second, but what you said about Phil goes for, especially Phil, because I would not have been able to produce and edit and record this podcast without Phil, but there are so many people in this community and you touched on on that earlier. You know, it's, it's kind of a little soft to say, but everybody that I talk to or network with, it's like, just do it. Just, just why, why not do it? Just try it. If it doesn't work then it fails. Right. And so Derek, that's one thing that you drilled into my head you're like it doesn't matter that you don't know how to edit it doesn't matter that you don't even know how to record and post it just do it just you know you and Rory just just do it talk it out do it however you want to do it and the amount of support that's all over this industry is is absolutely incredible and to your point you know I wasn't involved with any podcasts or any shows or anything a year ago like I said but I don't even know if they were around. I'm sure they were. Um, I know Phil has been doing his podcast for like three years now, but it feels like there's so many more people starting podcasts and joining the shows and Twitter spaces and supporting other people. And, and I give a lot of credit to you, Derek, for, for accepting that. Like you said about community, Um, like you said about networking, building it up. It's NASCAR, betting and DFS space, not Twitter space, but space, the the network, the industry, it's not as saturated as, you know, fantasy football is or, you know, daily fantasy games and basketball or baseball, Um, you know, to be able to take this entire betting NASCAR, especially betting industry and bring everybody together and, and encourage everybody to start a podcast and do all these different things. So I give a lot of credit to you. And and obviously I I witnessed firsthand with Phil as well.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that and and definitely agree. And like you said, it does take a team. um, And I've been so fortunate to be able to surround myself with guys like you, Rory and Phil. Um, Obviously, you guys came into town and we did a live stream event. And it just shows where we're going. I have so many goals uh, as I work on uh, each week. I try to take about two hours and I work on my goals for what I want to see done in 2023. After doing the live stream event with everybody, it really motivated me to say, we can do this. We can do it at a professional level and we can do it in a way that's never been done in this industry. And it will only be replicated. It will never be duplicated. So knowing that we're on the front end of it, I want to make sure that we're taking it all to the next level. I've been very fortunate in meeting a lot of different contacts. A lot of good people have come into my life this year. Um, but a lot like what you're saying is, hey, take that chance. That's why I kind of told this story of, hey, I, I, I did three weeks where nobody showed up. Rory showed up uh, towards the end of that one. And I got to uh, form a relationship with him and then doing the show. And the NASCAR betting preview show on, on Twitter has been so huge. When they added the, the uh, recording element where it's like a podcast and a radio show, it really expanded our whole reach and what we do. Now we are, um, we are major players in the community that look forward to this show. Um, each and every week, just to gain knowledge, gain friendships, gain uh, understanding, and just we have a we have a platform now. You guys have a platform of doing your show, and it's going to be a major hit because you guys are on the show. And you do so much together. I understood that that camaraderie and that that banter back and forth. It's like a brotherhood um, to a degree is how I kind of saw it. And I'm so glad that you guys both took the leap of faith to go ahead and do this, because I think you guys are just so talented individuals and I can't wait to see what happens. So with that being said, I thank you guys so much for uh, joining the team and doing so much in the community, you guys are tremendous assets to what we're doing and where we're going. So uh, thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, I want to
1: say one more thing before we keep Rory quiet any longer, because yeah. I don't know if he's How ever about that? been quiet this long. Right. But I want to say one more thing before he gets yeah. gone. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and once again, I'm not big in, you know, I have a fantasy football team, but I'm not, you know, big on fantasy football, Twitter or doing podcasts or anything, but One thing that I've noticed that I feel like separates NASCAR from other sports is the people at NASCAR get it. They get NASCAR gambling. Um, The people at the sports books have been so inviting to our advice and they're listening to the things that we like to bet. And, and you can see lines move on Twitter. And like I said, that just the people at NASCAR, you got Brian Murphy coming into our Twitter space, hanging out, promoting us, um, and, and so many other people that I could name that that just accept the fact that gambling and gambling on NASCAR is going to bring this 18 to 49 uh, demographic into the sport. I, I don't think that there's any better way to do that um, than gambling, because, it you know, the the old heads might try to convince you otherwise, but. I guarantee you, over fifty percent of the people that are my age that are sports fans are gambling on sports. I don't think there's a way to get around it. It's so easy to do now on your phone. You can do it offshore, legal books, all these different ways to do it. And I'm really glad that NASCAR has accepted this and used it. They've allowed you know sports books to come in and sponsor cars. Um, so kudos to NASCAR. And I know that Derek, you've been a um, a big proponent in getting are voices out there for people to listen to it um and and they really have they've been receptive so um if you have any words on that then
0: No, I I absolutely agree. And it does start with NASCAR primarily, and they have to get it right. And what they're doing in the last two years is they have been getting it right. They have gotten the scheduling right. And uh, there's some news to be broke, uh, you know, maybe coming up tomorrow about what the 2023 all-star race could look like. But they're getting everything right. They have a show right now on USA Network called Race to the Championship. It's not a gimmicky show. It's not a hilar- it's not a comedy. It is a very serious, in-depth look of what drivers, teams, everybody goes through from a week-to-week basis, and it really gives that analysis similar to what F1 does in their Drive to Survive. This gives a little bit of a NASCAR version, more of like a hard knocks than anything else. Uh, and I think it's such a vital moment for the sport and new people coming in because how they're taking in... TV, NASCAR, and streaming is solely through the streaming element, the TV element. So if we can do more on that end, through the betting – through the betting um, you know the betting side of things, like you mentioned about fantasy sports, fantasy football sp- specifically has been around since the 80s and it's really developed over time and that is a market that is so saturated. there's so many good quality people in it, but you can't really get into it unless you have some out of the box idea that is so crazy and it's going to be a hit. So NASCAR, is at the ground floor from a betting standpoint and a DFS standpoint, where it is rising month to month, and it is getting um, more, more and more individuals are coming out and doing different things and getting involved and being creative, and uh, it's important that we take an opportunity at this time to do that. So I'm glad. Uh, oh, I hear yeah, I hear that dog again. Yeah. So yeah, no. So that's that kind of gives an idea of uh, what's kind of going on and. um like i said pumped to join you guys tonight so proud of you guys doing this this podcast this show and i can't wait to see what it looks like at the end of 2022 when we're done with phoenix
1: damn right well i think roy finally locked up his dog so what you got to say son well i had the back door open and listening to the damn rain hitting the
2: deck while i was doing the show and this crazy bitch goes outside and starts barking at deer i'm guessing so yeah it, it's it's great what you've done Derek you you don't know how pumped I remember SC and me talking about a while back it, it was like we need to start up a podcast or something like you know just bullshitting around and then you came around and I remember you putting out your picks in in 2021 like our, you hit you hit on a lot of stuff, and I mean, I follow people that hit good picks. Like, I I want to see what their picks are, and then if I got the old shit factor going into this week, or if it's if it's not if it's going to be a good week, usually. Usually when the sharper people that you see is on something that you're on, a lot of times it turns out good. Then other times it turns out good when you're not on what they're on. And then other times it turns into a disaster also when they're on something that you're not on. I mean, we don't don't all just stick to the same stuff every week. We all go through, like – we all go through, like, these – heaters it seems like like mark goes on a hell of a heater i went on a hell of a heater at at points in the year and then Derek, he he's been killing it like he he kills the placements it it's it's really really good and it's really i i was thinking about something earlier tonight about what have i been doing wrong like you always have to ask for me well i mean (laughs) You always have to ask yourself, and when you have those bad weeks, it's like, what am I doing wrong here? Sure, and sure. and you usually you come up with something new and it damn works the next week. It, it it's pretty pretty good how it changes things up and then it builds your confidence back up in into certain things because you learn from your disasters like what could I have done completely totally freaking different on this I mean yeah I don't always expect to win I expect to win more than I lose like you know but you you have to fix those things so you stay on the winning more than than losing like you can't can't keep doing the same things as far as like let's say you're playing a playing a driver that has no confidence. It seems like shit's going sour and like something always happens to that guy. And then maybe you have this other, other guy in mind and let's just say he's been running fast, but shit's been happening. It ain't just a shit box all the time. So This guy, you you probably want to lean towards keep playing. This other guy, you probably are sitting there thinking, What the hell have I been doing? I want to fade this guy this week or whatever. Like you just sometimes it takes longer to, to experience what is going on sometimes versus other people's readings and things on stuff. And it just changes all around all the time because i think that's what makes us special as gamblers and and i mean i i look at it as i'm making money off of it and why not why not do it and you, you have to stay on top of things but it it just seems like it it's such a god it's been such a addictive thing for the past like 10 years probably and <laughs> the last two or three is when I finally started becoming like decent and then good and then meeting well, good people that that you trust and different things like that and then you're putting like a couple of other people's minds in with what you're doing and then if the shit lines up then it's like Fuck yeah. Like I need to put more on this, not, not just this. And then if you got like a few different opinions floating around, just fuck this bet all together. All right. So
1: I got, I got to stop you here. So a couple things, I got a bunch of thoughts. So first of all, what you most recently just said about, all right, you got all these, these betters, these NASCAR betters that have a proven track record like at our show earlier tonight on Wednesday night when two of the featured matchups, we all picked the same driver. We picked Logano over Blaney and we picked uh, Larson over Elliott. I'm interested to go back and Derek, I'm going to rely on you. I think I made one graphic one time earlier in the season uh, where we all bet, you know, the college game day, everyone's on one team, you know, the Monday night football countdown. Um, So I'm going to make another graphic about that, but I'm interested because in the football world, when everyone, all the analysts are on the same team, it's an automatic fade, right? Just take the spread of the other team and you will win. There's no doubt in my mind that that has a winning record over time. So when you have something like NASCAR betting and you have these guys that do this week in and week out, like you said, you've been doing it for 10 years and we're all on the same side of a bet twice in the same week. Um, I'm interested to see how that plays out because it. I hope to God that it doesn't turn out like the Monday Night Football and the College Game Game Day guys, but uh, but we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm going to put up a little graphic. I'm going to try to, you know, do some amateur uh, graphic design work. But um, one thing that I, yeah, we'll see. I got you know I hired this guy. His name's Mark. Um, He's you know he's in training right now, Um, and so he's he's messing around with a couple of different things, but uh, he might pull through. Uh, You know, he's getting better. Um, That's why all those know. damn wheels keep
2: falling off. <laughs> more why? people are betting it.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I didn't. I watched Darlington in bits and pieces because I was at my sister's house for a Labor Day cookout, and I at okay. So last year, up to last year, you heard guys on the radio like Chocolate Myers puts it perfectly. Is that we don't see as many mechanical fa- failures as we did you know 10 or you know 20 30 40 years ago and then you get to a race like Darlington where you know who knows if Kyle Busch missed a shift um, you got Martin Truex with a problem you had a couple Hendrick guys that had to come down in pit road check a couple things but that is a part of the risk that we have to play right so yes we could be on the right side of a bet all race long until that literally the the last lap you could be on the right side of a bet Um, and a tire could get stuck on the wheel or on the whatever you call it the rim lug nuts you could get cars catching on fire like harvick which is crazy you got engines blowing up you never know what's going to happen and that's why i i keep this as a hobby i keep this as something fun to do all the money that i put into it is is money that I'm willing to burn, just like putting money in crypto. I tell people all the time, if you're going to get into crypto, only put the the amount of money that you're willing to lose on the line. So um, you brought up a great point. I, I kind of went on a rant there, but I'm intrigued to see if all of us on the same side is a good thing or a bad thing. Derek, what do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, when you go back and listen to the explanations and the analysis of each one, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it, it definitely, I, I tend to not bet the same side. If everybody's on, if everybody's on the same side, then there's something wrong with it. I think, um, which really that's your, is, that. That, is that your football mind talking or what, what no, do you think that is? No, to me, it seems like, okay, why is everybody on this side? It seems so obvious. Um, sure. I think, I think football maybe plays a little like you just see those graphics, but I usually don't apply the football analogy to it because I'm, I, What it does for me, then it makes me take that matchup and say, okay, I'm not going to bet this, but I want to understand why everybody's on this side. Um, So like the Larson, you know, we talked about tonight, one of them was Larson over Elliott. Well, Chase Elliott's been the best driver. um, What was the last number of weeks? And now everybody went on the same side as Larson. I did comment and I said, I don't think that's the right side, Mm -hmm. but everybody made valid points as to why they would go Larson. Um, Now, that's a very tough one. So I, I definitely would want to go back and look at what that percentage is. I'm going to definitely keep it attractive, figure out what it's going to be in the playoffs, but um, yeah, it is, it is very fascinating. I and mean, now we got the option in these sports books to do so many different things. Like you said, the sports books have been uh, not only open, different contexts have been open to some of our opinions, some of our thoughts um, you know, whether we're tweeting them or what have you. So um, it's definitely interesting to see how these are all playing out, but uh Darlington was a, was a crazy race. Eric Jones obviously won. Huge long shot. Uh, my heart broke uh, time and time again in that race. My card died a 1,000 deaths. And then <clears throat> came back to life with Denny Hamlin. I may or may not have grabbed him uh, at a very low number, um, which thinking he had five lap fresher tires, well, he's going to catch Eric Jones. My card's going to be saved. I'm going to be a happy man. I died uh, another death. When he lost, and uh, it was not good. He actually was on my shit box of the week, um right <laughs> after the race. I did have to cross him out to put it,
2: dude. You're
0: not the only
2: one that did that, yeah. I took Benny Hamlin live, and the line moved from 700 to 300, and I oh, still are hit you a line mover? Oh, bucket. no, you're sick. yeah. Yeah, I that's still.
0: Hit- so that's one of those things, and when you have the opportunity to do live betting, um, it, you can definitely hedge different elements, which is really cool uh, to be a part of and do, but it also can get you into some trouble. Now, luckily for me, I had a phenomenal uh, NCAA weekend, so I was very happy with that, so it really helped um, to take away some of the pain. But uh, nonetheless, that race was wild from, you know, it just kind of how it typically is for an, a uh a first playoff race stuff's always going to happen to the playoff drivers we saw a lot of things we didn't expect but i'm so excited for kansas it's a multiple multiple groove racetrack we're going to see a brand new tire combo on it um the last uh the right side tire was back at pocono so i think it's going to be a super racy tire we're going to see a lot of good fall off we're going to see a lot of good side-by-side speed racing it's going to be good toyota's dominated pretty much here back in the spring so i'm really looking forward to now uh obviously we had probably about i want to say about 16 races or so since then um that we're going to go so i'm I'm pumped to see what's going to happen
2: so let's hear why you like elliot
0: over larson here
1: i do want to know this yeah i do want to know so
0: me personally you're asking why do i like it yeah so uh for me chase elliot definitely is a place that if you want to talk about a place where he's going to come back and do well it would be kansas now both drivers have good comparable statistics. Uh, Kyle Larson has a little bit smaller of a sample size because of things that happened in 2020. So he's got five races to look at where Chase Elliott has seven races. Chase Elliott has been to victory lane uh, back in 2018 at Kansas. So why I kind of like Chase Elliott, I mean, when you look at the numbers, definitely they have the same equipment, right? So there's no there's no disadvantage for either one there. You can say that that um, multiple, multiple groove is going to give, Larson a little bit of an advantage because he can rip it around the top I I would say that he's the better driver when it comes to those that regard because that dirt track experience is going to lend to that but Chase Elliott and his team they're a championship team they won in 2020 Uh, uh Larson obviously won last year but I think Chase has shown a lot more momentum, a lot more positive, um, you know, finishing results might not qualify well, but he just works his way up. I took a, a flyer on him live, which was plus 1600 at Darlington because he started back in 15th fell back to 19th. The number fell to 16. I grabbed it. I said, this isn't going to last. And then he started working his way up. That just shows me the team that he's able to, if he gets behind, he's a, he's going to be able to, to come back through that pit. That pit crew is amazing. We talked about it tonight on the NASCAR betting preview show and learned Larson's team pit crew is one of the worst 25th, 21st ranked. So that is a really negative towards them, but chase is not that way. So in seven races in his last seven races at Kansas, chase has a stat line of four top fives, five top tens, a pair of second place finishes and an average finish of 8.6. So just from that average alone, I'm looking at eighth place and below. So, Larson has to get seventh through first. And again, I would say, give me chase Elliott in that matchup. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think the more I think about it, um, you know, we obviously saw Kansas one this year and we saw Larson slap in the wall, which was incredible to watch. I was on Larson that race it was not on Kurt Bush, but that was one of the most fun battles. And we've had a ton of battles this year, but that was super fun to watch. And I think maybe, Maybe our, our eyes are fixated on that. Maybe we, we have that ingrained in our mind, and, and some of the comp track numbers um, this year have been leaning Larson. But if you're a guy that looks at track history, which it varies for me if I'm going to look at track history, but what you just said about Chase Elliott and the track history that he has at Kansas, those are pretty stellar numbers. Um, but then on the other hand, you have a guy like Kyle Larson who – Said last week on the NASCAR race for the championship show that his goal, his number one goal, is to be the best driver, the best race car driver in the entire world. And another thing that you can throw on top of that is their teammates. They got the same stuff. And, and you got Chase Elliott, who's a guy that just about everybody has in their, in their final four, um, obviously took a big step back this week. Um, And then, and then you got Larson who's the defending champ that can go out and win any race on any track um, that we have on the schedule. So I think the arguments for both drivers are extremely warranted. Um, But, you know, as everybody knows, and if you're just listening for the first time, I like to take bets on some bets, not all bets, some bets on no premise whatsoever. Right. Someone says something. Someone's got momentum. Someone just won. It's going to be a hangover race, blah, blah, blah. You name it. Um, So this might be a matchup that I might look at later in the week, see if I can dig up a little bit more information, um, see if you know, go back and watch Chase's media day. I think it was yesterday or the the day before. I think it was yesterday. But um, Rory, what, what do you think about Derek Dogg and your boy Larson, man? No doubt in my mind, Chase Elliott's gonna run good
2: <clears throat> Sunday, also. Like, I'm
1: gonna go I grab expect, a beer, by the way.
2: Okay, go get it. <laughs> and I expect both of them this week to run top five. Like, I think they're gonna be the two strongest Hendrick cars, and I expect them to be up front. I mean, uh it it's just one of those things where I'm taking speed over I know Chase Elliott's going to probably get that car to the finish line if nothing breaks on it to whereas with Kyle Larson as aggressive as he is and everything like when he starts seeing checkers those eyes light up it's like and most of the time it works I mean you can't say the guy wrecks everybody every time that he does it sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't like Robin's racing. Like, you you think old man Earnhardt or Tim Richmond or any of those guys back in the day, Daryl Waltrip, any of them. Like, Rusty Wallace, they're they'll, they going to knock the hell out of each other right there, like, getting aggressive spots. And, I mean, it's like the whole Watkins Glen thing. Like, you mean to tell me you're going to line up and give a guy the fucking inside on the first turn coming down in there? Like, no. You do not do that. You you I think Elliot that day probably had just a slight better car. Slightly better car. They were definitely the two best cars. Why are you gonna give this guy that's awesome on restarts the damn inside? And then he beats your ass down into the corner. Of course he's now now he's like, I gotta get it. I'm ahead of you. I'm driving this bitch deep. You're gonna be my backboard and i'm gonna win this race (laughs) and i don't care that you're my teammate i mean everybody can be whatever they want to be about it and a lot of people rag on larson and i mean i understand you know yeah like a guy that came out there and kicked the shit out of everybody 10 races last year and probably could have been probably could have been 16 races that he actually could have won last year i mean it was pretty impressive what that car was, and that team, you, they, what they did last week, in my opinion, is what wins championships, it's a Jimmy Johnson check and house type move when they were winning all those championships, never quit, never, never back down, like, have confidence, we're going to be all right. We get enough cautions. We get you back on the lead lap. We know we got a fast race car and we got the best driver in the world piloting that race car. I mean, it's confidence over there. And when they when they got them a win at Watkins Glen, Daytona, I don't think they really pay much attention to that because it's Daytona. I mean, can't predict getting wrecked, getting blowing a motor, whatever. Like shit happens. Maybe they were trying something new out going for Talladega later on in the playoffs that they they thought might would work. I mean, they might have used it as that. I mean, you never know what they're experimenting on the motor side and everything. But they they are, in my opinion, building up confidence in the type of week that they had last week. He's a dangerous man in a 10-race shootout where – you get a win in advance. And like who's saying he's not gonna run good for three weeks in a row also and keep advancing? I, I don't think anybody I think the I think the drivers like it when if he would be out early. I mean, him and him and Denny Hamlin's hot too. Denny Denny is and I don't like Denny at all. Like, not no, my you don't. favorite person. Yeah. But Denny, Denny Hamlin right now is getting ready to pop off a chase run that makes it to Phoenix, and then you're at the you're at the the just Grim Reaper right there, like just looking down on him. Like, are you actually going to show up for a Phoenix race, or are you not going to show up? I I I think he he's an automatic lock in, into the final four. I don't see any weakness getting there.
0: I don't know if I would say automatic lock, especially the uh, second week of the playoffs, because we just saw what happened with Larson and Chase. So many people already put them in their top four for the for Phoenix, and now look what happened—they're all the way back. I know Larson made a uh, really salvaged uh, a horrible horrible day. He was uh, four laps down at one point and came back, um, and I forget what his final finishing position was but he really salvaged it so um it'll be interesting to see you know how this match up specifically but it'd be so cool um to bet and i don't i want to kind of get your guys opinion but how cool would it be to bet um which driver is going to perform the best within the stable so like what the odds would be of like HMS like this week for me, I'd probably be on Byron to be honest over all the guys, probably get better value. But I think that's a bet that we see come about in the near future of you know being able to bet within the team, uh, you know, who kind of performs best. But Rory, I was gonna ask you this on the show, and I'm gonna ask you this now on your show because it is a perfect platform to do this. So you uh picture yourself walking up, uh, you're at the bar, okay? This is perfect, and uh there's two guys in front of you. One to your left is Kyle Larson. The other guy is Rodney Childers. Who are you walking up to first? Giving a beer to? I'm grabbing them both by their necks, no. and I'm like, "Let's <laughs> you go." Gotta grab one here. You got you got a second beer in your hand, and and you're gonna give it to one. You're gonna give it to your favorite driver or your favorite crew chief. You got to sure. pick one.
2: I'm rolling with Rodney right here. There oh, let's go. go. There let's, you go. Uh, I have to expect me and Rodney will get along pretty damn good. Like, I, I think good. Rodney could throw back some Bush lattes. I, I, I think so too. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about hanging out with Larson, his wife has to be involved because she shotguns beers, and I ain't seen him shotgun the first damn one.
0: So, who shotguns a beer better, Kyle Larson's wife or Phil? <laughs> K- am Caitlin, I allowed to Caitlin, am I allowed to put them in the same category even? Caitlin, Ooh, I don't Caitlin, know. Caitlin was shotgun two of them before Phil was done with the first one. There you go. There's a little uh, there's a little shout out to Phil, but uh yeah,
2: it, so um, <laughs> We're I, always yeah.
0: dogging Phil's
2: ass.
0: <laughs> we gotta oh, keep um, each other honest. Phil, yeah. you, have
2: to know, you have to know Phil's personality and like, he's, he's, like, just so straight-up chill, OG, just, like, you know, nothing, just calm, this and that. I can only imagine getting that Philly Philadelphia motherfucker fired up. Like, I can only imagine <laughs> what <laughs> – he'd, he'd be like, Roy, like Derek was Roy, saying, and he's like the, like the Punisher walking up through here kicking everybody's yeah. ass just listen <laughs> that's the way he walks that's the way he walks he's
1: got that he's got the hockey like get the hell out of my way i'm i'm bowing my elbows out now whether that's whether that's his actual personality or not that's still to be determined but no, I know that's, a great why guy. I, that's why that's why
2: that's why i wish ants would damn come back hopefully he comes back for hockey season I think him and Phil would enjoy each other a whole lot because that that's ants'
1: damn expertise yeah. right there is damn hockey like maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to get him on in the offseason talk a little bit of uh stick and ball on ice. We're, I guess. We're, we're
2: gonna have to send out a fucking like, hey ants,
1: you wanna come back
2: <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon?
1: All right, so speaking of Phil, so Phil's Phil has the original NASCAR gambling podcast. You Google it. It's the first one that pops up. Uh, he can successfully say he was the first one. So Phil has his tool hangers bet of the week. Shout out tool hangers. They're doing a great job with the whole gift card thing. But on the laying coin podcast, we have the shit box bet of the week. Now I prefaced it last week. I'm going to preface it again. Probably going to preface it a couple more times. Shitbox bet of the week is is it it in my case it's going to be my number one bet of the week. Okay, in this case, this week I have two picks because I I, I love them. I really do love them. Um, but also, the term shitbox in where I'm from is a derogatory comment. Okay, so it's a it's a truck we call it the Carolina squat. All right, you got the front lifted up, you got the back you know, all down It's a shitbox. Okay. It's like, a I really yeah, it's a shitbox. So anyway, I'll start off. Um, and then we'll go to Rory and we'll get to Derek, but I have two shitbox bets of the week. Uh, I had to go with the truck bed because truck night in America is back. My boy, Matt DiBenedetto is racing. He's been off for a month. I didn't know what to do with my hands. It, my bet this unfortunately does not have to do with Matt. Um, maybe next year. Maybe we get some more funding. Uh, anyway, Ryan Priest. I got him at uh, plus two ten to get a top three. I think he's down to you know plus one eighty on DraftKings. Rory, you might have to tell me what Bet Rivers has because they usually typically have some uh, some juicy odds. And also uh, top five minus one twenty five. I really like that that number. Um, and then in the Cup race. Uh, Joey Logano, top 10 minus one ten. um, his history at Kansas is absolutely unbelievable, especially the last four or five races. Um, he's got a few wins. Um, and, and Joey Logano is the kind of guy that, you know, right now he's favored or he's, he's sitting at 20 to one on the odds board and he could go out and, you know, practice times be third or fourth and qualify sixth and all of a sudden his odds are 10 to 1, 12 to 1. So um, I think that if you're going to bet Joey Logano this week, you got to get in on him uh, pre-practice and qualifying. So without further ado, Rory, I need your shitbox bet of the week. All
2: right. Well, my shitbox bet of the week is Kyle Larson plus 100, even money, top five.
1: Who would have
2: thought? Who was he's have gonna thought? be there? Hey, the crazy thing is, he made the comment that he wasn't gonna run the top. Did he? You know, you know why? Go back and look at that race. That bottom started coming in later on in that race. You could pull off passes if you had a good race car, and you could run the bottom. That that's why I, I feel like the like thinking back on Harvick this week. The term Harvicking running the bottom, letting out of the gas. I I can see Kevin Harvick being a player this week, like later on in that race. I, I don't know if he'll have enough speed to be up front with, with some of the other guys, but you never know. Like, they get him out front in clean air, and it's feeling good. Roll with it. And then we have the Zane Smith top three even yeah. money.
1: Yeah, count me like, in for that.
2: Like, truck series. That car, that truck was a freaking rocket ship earlier this year at Kansas. Like, I can see him being up front, being up front all night. He, he has became a really, really good driver. He was always a talented driver, but now he's putting it all together. And I mean... Gilliland's putting out some damn strong-ass trucks in, in the truck series. Ford stepped their game up. I I feel like that's where this whole KFB thing is going and why Chevrolet's getting involved and why KFB's even listening to Chevrolet. What What's up over there on that end? Like, Toyota's, like, not putting as much into the truck series or – Chevrolet makes some kind of big ass offer. So that that's one of the things that, that I'm looking at, like as far as the KFB thing. But I I gotta go with my boy Zane. Like he, he's gonna be there this weekend. I'm not All saying right. Priest or anybody else like that's not gonna be there, but you gotta roll, you gotta roll with Zane.
1: Roy, talk to me, talk to me here before we get to Derek. How much do you think? Kyle Busch Motorsports, which he said this year is a piece of shit, and they have piece of shit trucks every week. How much do you think KBM weighs in on which manufacturer Kyle goes to in the Cup Series? Um, <laughs> I
2: think it's, I think it's more more along the lines of setting things up for Brexton, in my opinion, like knowing. How interested he is in racing, like I, I, I really do feel like the struggles that KBM has had this year. I mean, we're used to them always dominating, yeah. and not to say they haven't came to life later on this year, but I'm, I'm wondering how much of that is just uh, Kyle Bush might be pushing some of that versus like the. Uh, I, I really don't, I don't know, like, just something something weird as shit has been going on over there almost the entire year, especially after the first quarter of the year. Like, something weird has been going on over there, and I don't know if it has to do with just, like, I'm bringing my grandson up and putting him in this 18 car or whatever. You can't tell me fucking Kyle Busch can't get a sponsor.
1: I, no uh, yeah i yeah i agree that it's, that it's excuse
2: that excuse is bullshit like like give me something else besides you can't get a sponsor for kf like there's I no fo- my my, no my
1: my theory is is the salary that kyle bush demands and, and not even that kyle bush is saying oh i need x amount but i think it's just a given that you have a guy that's you know could be top 10 top five nascar drivers of all time he you know they got to pay him a lot right and so i think that that weighs into it more than a sponsorship i'm with you i i'm I'm not convinced i'm not convinced for one second that kyle bush cannot find sponsorship
2: i think here 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 we go with okay We're not going to give you that type of money because I have somebody that I want to bring up. That's a whole lot younger than you that I can put a sponsor on the car immediately. I mean, Ty Gibbs is pretty marketable. I mean, you know, you know what I'm like marketable as hell. And I also think that Kyle Busch knows somebody is going to fucking pay me. And whether it's you Toyota or whoever else I'll jump on the open market out here at what 36, 37 years old, still got at least five good years left. Like I I think Kyle Bush is confident enough in himself and I'll give it to that guy. He backs up pretty much everything. Like, like Kyle, Kyle's a confident person and Kyle's also going to back it up out there on the track for you. And I feel like a change for Kyle is going to do wonders for Kyle, actually. I think he ne- needs to get away from all that whole situation over there. And, and it's almost like Kevin Harvick 2.0 going to Stuart Haas in, in 2014. Like, I, I can totally see Kyle jumping over to another team next year and straight up winning 10 races, the championship,
1: and just dominating. And it, it was just a breath of fresh air is what he needed. Sure. All right, Derek, thoughts on Kyle Busch and or Shitbox Bet of the Week? Talk to me.
0: Yeah, so I'll give you both. So I'll start with the Kyle conversation because that's the most, uh, you know, it kind of in the news. So I definitely think he's going to go to Colleague. Uh, I think they're working on getting him enough money. And, and with this Gen 7 next-gen car, He's in a perfect spot because this is more than ever is an opportunity where you can go from a different manufacturer and you're not going to see, uh, you know, any uh, negative effects, you know, before Everybody had there. There were the strength of the teams. There was the HMS, the JGR, those kind of programs where they were the dominators. Now we will eventually get to that. But right now we are not there. And NASCAR is trying to make each of these cars so identical so that nobody has a clear advantage. I mean, we just had our 17th winner in the NASCAR Cup Series just happen on Sunday. Nobody had uh, really given a whole lot of credit to Eric Jones before that race that he was going to win that specific race but that shows that a team like Richard Petty who's not seen victory lane in quite some time can go out there and win now colleague is definitely a team that I think he goes to because Denny's not able to secure another um, charter I think the price is just too high for right now I think he would have gone to Toyota and been a part of that, but they just cannot secure a charter. So that's the conversation there. And like you said, I think he does have five good years left and with a team like colleague coming up, seeing what Trackhouse did Trackhouse is obviously making a huge name for themselves with a two car team Chevrolet. I think Chevrolet is going to be strong and strong and stronger as the next few years come about. So uh, that's my Kyle Busch conversation. But when we talk about shitbox of the week, I got two plays for you this week. Number one, William Byron to finish top ten. So William Byron, when it comes to Kansas, he's got five top ten finishes in his last six starts at Kansas. So the sports books, uh, specifically DraftKings, so they're going to give me minus one ten to put money on this guy to say he's going to finish top ten. I will take that. If he's been five of the last six, give me that. The other one, and this is a plus money matchup. Again, you can find this on DraftKings, and it is a head-to-head. It is Martin Truex minus 125 versus Christopher Bell plus 105. Give me the Christopher Bell side because Christopher Bell got his first win in Xfinity here. And to top it all off, he has raced very well here. So in his last two playoff races, or actually the last two races here, he was eighth and 10th. And then in the spring, he finished fifth. So he's hanging around that top five. He's right there in that top 10. Um, He has the momentum. He has the championship momentum of the JGR stable when it comes to those two vehicles. I will take Bell at plus money for this weekend. So
1: what do you think? And this is an open question to both of you. What do you both think about betting playoff drivers versus non-playoff drivers? I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's something that I'm going to really pursue uh, through this, throughout this playoffs, but it's something that's been in my head a few different times. Like I'll be looking up numbers, um, track results, comp tracks, blah, 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 you name it. And, and I just keep thinking about, okay, well, this is a matchup that is a playoff guy versus a non-playoff guy. What are y'all's thoughts? I, I think I'm going to lean towards that that might mean something, um, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. I think this year has equalized that out.
2: How many years have we seen a non-playoff driver win a race? I mean, i still a while, yeah. I don't know the
1: exact number, but, yeah.
2: Tal- Talladega, points. Bubba Wallace last year?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: He, I mean, Alex Bowman as well, he he won. Uh, uh, he was a non-playoff driver at that time when sure. he won at Martinsville. But he was I'm, eliminated, but maybe uh, right. maybe that's a different –
2: Well, I'm just saying, like, the cream, like, rises to the top playoff time. Like, it's just cranked up. Like, those guys' hours probably go 10 hours more a week than what they were working. And everybody wants to put a product out there, like, wants to be the best. And they're fighting to be the best. And whatever little edge that you can gain – Is what they're putting into that race car. I mean, you hear Brian come on and talk about it. Like, that shit means something to them. You don't mean they don't talk shit down there in the garage? Like, like I'd be the biggest shit talker down there. You know
1: what I'm saying? There ain't no no doubt. (laughs)
2: Like, you take me down there and my car just whooped your ass. I'd be talking shit all week. like i mean that's just me though like i like to talk shit and have a good time and i like to take shit and have a good time i mean it doesn't matter shit doesn't bother me you can't hurt my feelings if some bitches have been hurt so many damn times in the (laughs) past it's like rock rock hard down there but
1: i mean it, I love you. I love you, Rory. <laughs> you're one of a kind, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just like to have a good time. I don't. Damn I don't, right. I, I, that's that's what you're here for. Like, use up every body part that you have. Why would you take any of it with you? It's going to ash, like shh. off out into the sunset. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's me. Live live free. Be young. Always be young, be happy, and just throw it down till you can't throw it down no more.
0: Come on, there's, son. There's a nice little sound bite for your show. So yeah, uh, you guys are you know definitely doing something pretty amazing here with this show and uh, with everybody tuning in. And I'm so glad to hear the success that you guys had of week one, and can't wait to hear what it's going to be like in week two and and throughout the playoffs. So. Um, yeah this is this is cool to be a part of mark with his quick pickup skills on the editing
2: and everything you gotta love that Mike. I think we're gonna see this drop tomorrow tomorrow evening sometime i i wouldn't put i wouldn't put the over and under before like eight
1: o'clock all right, so we can we all know that we're gambling men here. What's your over under time tomorrow night that I could or could not have this podcast posted by?
0: Oh, I think you get it done before the football game starts, which is. Okay. So eight eight 25, that's, that's a, yeah, because that's that everybody's focused on that. You need something sure. for people to listen to beforehand. So I think you get it out before that, but. Rory, uh,
1: you good for eight o'clock?
2: That's what I said. I was like over and under eight o'clock, like that. All right, so that you just take, seemed like take, good to me. I'm going. I'm going minus one forty five to the under. I okay. got confidence in. I'll, I'll right. throw a
0: three unit play on that.
2: Minus <laughs> yeah. one. Minus one sixty nine. Hey, right, speaking so,
0: of, uh, yeah, yeah you're go ahead. talking. You're talking about football. Um, you guys are football watchers. I mean. Uh, Mark I have even three watches. fantasy teams. Okay. I'm the
2: dominator.
0: Yeah, I won Mark.
2: two. I won two leagues last year and went 17 and one in one league. Like I, I, I'm I'm
0: the fantasy football dominator. So then uh let's let's hear it. Fantasy football dominator. So who's who's somebody that the people that uh tune into your show should be going to uh start this weekend? And somebody that uh gambles like I do that's looking to do a prop or two, what are, what are we looking at? Well, I got to go with my favorite player, Cooper Cup. Okay. When don't you start Cooper
2: Cup? I like this.
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> like, if Mark puts the podcast out him. at eight
2: tomorrow. I, I had <laughs> him granted to me in a one-point PPR league right down there in the number five slot, and I absolutely love Cooper Cup. Like, okay. So, I like
0: but if Mark puts the podcast out at eight tomorrow night, nobody gets to see anything about Cooper Cup. So what about from a Sunday perspective, who you got? And I'll tell you this. I'm going to go first. And I'm going to give your podcast the first NFL bet of the week. Bet it and forget it. Let's go lay it. And let's, let's go. go. Let's
2: I'm on Carolina, have this guy.
0: Carolina oh, Panthers. I'm giving out a bet. I'm on, I'm on that. Hold on. Carolina Panthers over 28 and a half points baker and those boys are going to take care of cleveland's trash he's going to be torching them they're going to be making mistakes <coughs> give me over 20 and a half carolina panthers book it i like it i like I'm it. On it count the me carolina into
2: that. Panther. i'm on the carolina panthers so I, I want them to score over that so let's fucking go like, all right so
1: if anyone doesn't know by now um, I am a diehard Jacksonville Jaguars fan born sad and raised a oh, big sad Jags guy born and raised in Jacksonville. My parents have been season ticket holders since day one, since the team rolled into town. My buddies, if you're listening to this, the Jags are not moving to London, however much you think that we are moving to London. We're not moving to London. Okay. Because I have a say in this. Um, and so I, I spend my money on, on season tickets. Okay. And um, I just, Just, just hear me out. Okay. Derek, I know, I I know that you are a football guy. Okay. I know you're a football guy. I know Seth's a football guy. I know we got a bunch of football guys. They're going to be listening to this. Hear me out. I'm drinking the juice. Okay. Every year I do it. It's about this time. It was a little later this year. Um, it was a little, usually I'm like, you know, training camp starts and I hear all the media reports and yin, yang, blim, blam, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like, you've you've convinced me. I go to every home game. I count me in for the win total over. Um, streaking in the end zone. Yeah. So, apparently, there was a guy that allegedly uh, maybe, possibly could have been me uh, that was running in the end zone of a home game. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. But the dude (laughs) dude looked – very similar. You
0: uh, had the same body
1: build as I did.
0: My mouth was dr- dropped. <laughs> I was like, I, I gotta hear this story. So don't know, he like, you're
2: gonna believe you believe this shit if you're on <laughs> with Mark and Rory, ain't you? You're like, hell yeah, them too crazy. <laughs> just, I can I can definitely believe it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, my iPad computer is on twelve percent, and so uh, you're good. We're gonna start this um The final segment of the unofficial keyword emphasis, unofficial podcast. Oh, Derek, Derek,
2: told, Derek f- told me to put out a damn fantasy football pick for this week that is going to be a surprise. And Let's hear it. Sure enough, I pulled up one of my teams and one of my leagues, and I got to go with Russell Wilson fucking the Seattle Seahawks up. What's the, what's the line? No, I'm going with Russell Wilson in fantasy, fantasy oh, oh, quarterback. Oh, oh. He is going to put up one or two numbers this week.
1: One or two? Just, just, and
2: a there's, couple. hey, there's your one fantasy
0: or, corner with Rory. I'm talking
2: about QB one. <laughs>
1: he, he's going to be your QB one or two this week. All right. So we have, I have, uh, I have uh, ideas for the show, right? So we're going to have hashtag race recap with Rory. Okay. Now we have a fantasy corner with Rory and um, you know, we're open to suggestions. Okay. And uh, we're running a little long here. I got low battery. All right. So this is the unofficial, like I was saying earlier before my co-host decides to jump in. I love that guy. Um, the unofficial, keyword emphasis, unofficial podcast of Bush Beer, the un- super unofficial podcast of the NASCAR playoffs. But I wanted to, to have this, I want to have a free-flowing podcast. I want to have it fun, drinking beer, talking sports, talking NASCAR. Um, and my, the idea that I, I wish I could take credit for, But I have to defer all credit to Derek. But what better way to let Rory, and by the way, if you're, this is the end of the sports, this is the end of NASCAR, this is the end of anything that has to do with making money. This is now the hashtag, oh no, I lost it, oh no, the hashtag uh, Rory's stories, there it is hashtag Rory's story. So, Rory, whenever you're ready, he's going to have a story each week. Could be about his life. Could be about a bet. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it was Derek's suggestion. I'm on board with it. Welcome to hashtag Rory's stories.
2: All right. Here we go. Y'all are going to like this one. So, Damn, I don't know which which Charlotte
1: one I should tell. Like
0: I, I know all this stuff in the back of We my always mind.
1: have next week. So
0: Yeah. Tell, tell yeah. the one that's gonna get the most comments. There you go. All right. If y'all really really wanna hear that one. This one's
1: all right. Well, you good. gotta okay. I have to I have to do this disclaimer. My mom is most likely going to listen to this. So if that has any sway oh. in any of your stories. It doesn't have to uh, I'm a, uh, I am an hour.
2: Don't worry. I have enough people listening to this that I'm not going to tell but so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fire away. Hashtag
1: Rory stories.
2: All right. So, me and, me and my best friend Adam and his best friend before, like, me and him were best friends because I moved up here from Lynch from Danville to Lynchburg met all these crazy cats they known each other forever Bradley and it was us three heading down to Charlotte for the Coca-Cola 600 weekend we're camping like we're we're ready to throw down we didn't took the doors off the fucking Silverado Silverado extended cab we have no doors like we're we're ready to roll So we're headed down there. We got the table up on top of the fucking rack back there, the canoe rack that we have in the back. But we left it up there because that's good storage. And we roll up down there to Rock City Campground and check in and everything. And we start pounding beers. And next thing you know, we're riding on the top of this fucking table up here. Like we're having a good ass time. And They told me I had to get down. I'm like, why the fuck have I got to get down? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So they were like, it's liability, blah, blah, blah. All right, whatever. And they were like, y'all are the craziest motherfuckers we've ever seen. Y'all just roll up here with no doors on the truck. And and we've never seen that before. (laughs) I was like, you ain't seen shit yet. (laughs) <laughs> this is Wednesday, <laughs> we're, we're talking about, you, you're going to see us for four days in a row, <laughs> and, oh, man, so, we're we're partying, we're, we're partying all week, then finally, some other people come down, his dad, his stepbrother, they come down, well, stepbrother, stepbrother one night, He brings this chick back that he meets at the racetrack on Sunday.
1: Pit pit lizard? Pit lizard question mark?
2: (laughs) It's good shit. Like, like that whole whole entire trip, like, we had so much fun. It was, like, it was Adam's 25th, I think 25th birthday. So we're down there. He loses his cell phone apparently out the side of the truck with no doors on it, out of his pocket or either just left it somewhere. But we're pretty sure he lost it that way. And we go over to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're singing karaoke one night. We call my mom up. We got to sing her David Allen Coe. You know, Mama got run over by the damn Damn Yeah, right. (laughs) We're carrying on, throwing down, like, I don't know. I, I got so many damn racing stories. It, it's unreal, but the, this one right here, the, this one's probably one of my favorites because Bra- Bradley, Bradley hadn't... I don't even know if he had really been to a damn NASCAR race with us. Like, I know he's been to a NASCAR race, but the two of us, like, put together... Like, man, Adam's a character. Like, we gotta have him on one week to tell some damn something in. Like... <laughs> like you you think you can't understand me talk like do you hear him? <laughs> like that's what that's what the wife she always tells me. She was like, y'all two would be best friends because y'all understand everything that y'all are saying to each other. Like, I don't know. It, um, we, we we actually seen the cars premiere that year course the movie oh, yeah they put it on the lightning day. mcqueen oh, man. oh yeah, yeah. I was like, i'm kind of liking this shit right here i'm drunk watching a cartoon
1: <laughs> racing hell yeah all right so here's my thing um if oh, oh by the way story time with rory or rory's hashtag rory stories we'll get it right one day I will um, pick the shorter
2: if, one. the The other Charlotte one's fucking hilarious. Like, well, we gotta at least and, take and some that up for
1: next week. I know you. you have right, to so, turn it in
2: next week, but the the next Charlotte. One.
1: <laughs> maybe we'll have to put the explicit on the podcast for next week's story. Um, but what listen, mean? if you've never been to a NASCAR race, stayed in the infield or camped right outside the infield, and drank beer specifically Bushlight. From Wednesday to Sunday, you have not lived yet. Let me tell you, it is some of the most fun, the best crowd, the, the the not giving a shit. You can roll up to someone's camper, start singing karaoke, go to the damn quick lube. I still don't know what you were doing at the quick lube with the Silverado with doors off it. But anyway, that's, that's a quick t- lube. I don't know what you said. I thought you said quick ah. lube. Rock City Campground.
2: We went over to Quaker State. Quaker
1: State. Yeah, yeah Quaker State and Lube. Quake Lube Quaker not? State, whatever. You
2: know, you ain't, never been to the, you ain't never been to Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I went to the Coke 600 in 2019. I'm all right, so Quaker, Quaker State and Lube is like a few
2: places down from Hooters right there. Like, it's all together. In Concord, right. by the track? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah right there. Bet.
2: Yeah, how much did you have to drink when you've been to Charlotte?
1: I drank a good amount. I had a great time. All right. Charlotte boys.
2: does that. Hold on, let's hear a Charlotte story. Look, we gotta hear this now. Story. Well, I don't I don't
1: have a great Charlotte story. I have a phenomenal Talladega story that I haven't told anybody on the internet. And so maybe I, I gotta wait for, for I gotta wait for either next week, a couple weeks. Maybe I'll wait for Talladega That's what I'll do. Um <laughs> But okay. the only thing the, the thing that I the, the only story that I have about the Coke 600 was I am the biggest I'm the biggest NASCAR fan that I know. I'm the biggest NASCAR fan probably in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. Um and I am team longer the race the equals better for me. I'm like give me more miles, give me more everything. I want to sit on the couch and watch every single lap that i possibly can
2: that's me it's like a drinking experience
1: it is but i go to the coke 600 and i get these great seats (laughs) i got my table i got my cooler full of beer i got where would you sit where were you sitting and we sat in the uh entrance to turn one like all the way down the front stretch entrance to turn one let me listen let me tell you i was you can't see me because this is a podcast but i am literally by nodding my head go trying to go into sleep because this oh, race was four and a half five hours and then i get to the parking lot and i gotta wait another hour and a half to get out of the parking lot anyway i look, i don't know why i'm dogging charlotte i had a great time it was just a just imagine just dad. imagine if
2: i come to bristol next weekend with you and joey slagano well we're i'm, wait, I'm waiting
0: i'm we got to do Fuck a live him. show at
2: some point. Fuck him! I'm gonna call him Joey Slogano. That him. would
0: be that would be an epic uh, time uh, <laughs> to, no. for you guys to do a show.
2: Well, right? Joey, Joey loves Crown Peach and lemonade. Guess who he else does. like Crown he Peach does. and
1: lemonade? Man, yeah. all right, boys. Um, this has been in one hell of oh, an episode. Finish the,
2: finish the Charlotte story. We got to hear you. You're wobbling around.
1: No, that was it. We sat in the parking lot, drank beer, and then my buddy drove us back to the hotel in downtown Charlotte.
2: That sounds like a good time because I was just getting ready to say, I'm your guy like that could straight up pull a camper down, camp for the whole weekend, watch the race on the TV in the dam, at the camper, outside of it, listening to everybody over there and still like, you you never experience what you're what you're gonna experience at a NASCAR race. It, it, it's not possible. Nothing compares to NASCAR.
1: Damn right. All right, boys. Um, we're wrapping up. Any final thoughts? Derek, thank you for coming out to the unofficial Bush Beer Podcast, the land coin podcast. Um I think I'm gonna have it out before 8 p.m. tomorrow, so the minus 145 is gonna cash. Um, but thank you guys, as always. Um, episode number two in the books. Any final thoughts?
2: I don't mind laying a little juice on 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 the under. I have full confidence, and that's why I said I think it should be juice juice on up. That that's why I was talking to my guy earlier out there. Paul on his over over six and a half minus 130. I'm like, if you're already dogging yourself going into this yeah. house, shouldn't this, shouldn't this uh, over six and a half be a little higher? I mean, <laughs> I don't like water neither, but Derek, <laughs> I, I appreciate everything that you've done
0: and yeah, I appreciate
2: sure. your hospitality up there in Pennsylvania like it was it was second to none. Like I really enjoy playing with all of your clubs except the ones that I needed to get the hell off the tee. And then Mark backs me up. Like he's like, here, try this some bitch out. It's two inches longer. And I'm like, oh, that's freaking cool. Cause I was thinking about getting that on my driver. And I think Mark then realized, oh shit, this son of a bitch, actually I think might be able to get the damn ball going somewhere.
1: So I gotta I gotta tell the story again. So so we show up. So Derek, I, I, I got to echo everything that Rory said. So Derek sets us up with a tea time, me, Chris, and the flag hunting pod, Phil and Rory. So we show up, I buy some balls. I buy a whole, a whole pack of balls. And, um, because I flew up with my clubs, didn't have any balls, poor planning on my part. Anyway. So, uh, we all check in and pay for our rounds, grab balls, whatever. So I'm riding with Rory and, we get to the first tee box and he pulls out one sleeve of balls and I'm like, all right. I, I like, okay. Rory can be good, but like, how good can he be? He's got a couple of kids. He's got a full-time job. Can't be that good at golf. This man loses one singular golf ball the entire round. And there are cornfields lining the fairways. So if you don't hit the fairway, you're in the cornfield. Okay. Let me tell you, I got pictures to prove it. And this guy loses one singular ball the whole day. Impressive. Couldn't believe it.
2: Also, that was later on in the day. That wasn't even, like, early, like, I screwed up, all right, I'm ready to go. Like, that was lost lost later on in the day. And I freaking love that damn longer driver. I'm going to get me one of those, like. That you, that would man. improve that would improve my game so much. Freaking just moving up from a 9-10 titleist that's 13 years old now to, to that. But I mean it it was it was just so awesome. Your family's awesome. Like I see where you get your good attributes from. Like they're they're all good people, like they're a lot of fun. Um that, that's I, I think that's why Mark might have came up with the shit box of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk's Derek, mom loves shit box. She loves the term. She it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. She said, uh, she heard you say it in the show one time and she go. she texted me on the side. She said, shit box. What's that mean? I don't get it. Rory keeps saying what it is. And so I had to explain it to her. So she does enjoy that, which is good, but no, I appreciate it. And I was so glad that you guys were able to come up and, um like i said we are changing the industry and we are making positive impacts in the community and as we get ready for 2023 what we just did the other day with doing the live stream we're going to do it four to six times next year and it's going to be the most amazing and most electric thing and the things that we're going to add to it are going to be next to none so it's going to be a lot of fun it's definitely going to be a uh, uh, a fantastic experience and what you guys are doing here i just compliment you guys again i mean you guys are two wonderful individuals and uh you know you guys just doing a show taking a chance on yourselves and with one another is a huge compliment to uh to who you guys are and and the passion that you have for the community so congratulations and can't wait to uh see where this is at at the end of the year but i know it's going to go far and uh couldn't be more proud to be associated with you guys Hold on!
2: hold up, four got, to six Rory, next I got year. To how, about, pants, dude. how about one more time this year?
0: Oh. Yeah, so we'll probably do um, a live stream via the online. I have a couple dates. Uh, I did look up when the Jags play. Uh, not a home game, so that is going to be Las Vegas, uh, which will more than likely be what it is. There's also – they're available, I think, Texas – so we'll make sure that we get something out there, but definitely thinking about doing a live stream uh, via the uh, more v- virtual than it would be in person, but definitely we get that interactive. So thank you, Rory. All right. Boys. Absolutely. My, all, right Rory, all right. I
1: got to, I got to, we're up on an hour and a half. I've drank five beers and my iPads on 5%. So episode. you wow,
2: started before me and I've already killed six. I've been grabbing. Yeah. Them too. Wow, whatever. whatever.
1: All right, like, what the uh, hell? second episode Landcoin podcast. Sayonara. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be back next week. Unofficial keyword, unemphasis. Official Bush Beer podcast. Sayonara.